It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Minnesota Twins. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And you know, I'm really excited for this episode because we haven't had a lot of chances to talk Minnesota Twins on this show. And really interesting guys in this system and overall just an interesting philosophy that you'll kind of see up and, up and down this farm system with some of these affiliates and some of these guys. Start off in A-ball like we do. Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. Muscles as in the seafood, one of the better names in the game. I really I gotta be honest. Mighty Muscles is a great name. So Fort Myers, Florida. But a couple guys here. The big one, number three overall prospect, Emmanuel Rodriguez. So from Cuba, uh, a, a guy that got a taste of rookie ball last year, but as of right now is in low A, 47 games on the year, first season and full season ball, 272. 492, 551. I think if I'm doing this in a week or two, he's probably not in here as far as uh, a single A guy. He's probably in high A. But nine home runs, 11 of 16 on stolen bases. And, and honestly, probably the best, like the best combination of power, defense, speed in the system. It's easy to see why he's number three. Um, left-hand swing. And he's only 19, he's only 5'11", but despite that, he just has tons of power. Huge exit below. Uh, strikeout rate's up there, 36% or so. He's like, he walks plenty. I mean, so like right now, batting 272, but his on-base percentage is 492. Walks a lot. It's just something where high power, high strikeout guy, I see him eventually moving to right. Um... It's something, he can play center field fine, but I think as he gets a little bit older, his speed just backs off a little bit. He's got a plus arm, put him in right field, and he's your classic power-hitting right fielder. Very much the epitome of a three-true-outcomes kind of guy. Um, you know, like right now, 47 games in, 52 strikeouts. But, uh, like I said, can, can see the ball well, can get on base. Big things here, stay healthy. And then obviously just get him acclimated to pro pitching. All he's done is rookie ball. He's got, again, 47 games this year. Get him into high A this year. If it goes well, give him a cup of coffee at double A. Let him hopefully challenge for either a a double A spot next year out of spring training or high A with a quick promotion to double A. Move him along pretty quickly. But Manuel Rodriguez, as of now, guy that I'm really interested in. think he's profiling really well, and I see why he's the number third prospect in the system. Uh, number eight prospect, right-hand pitcher Marco Raya. is a guy that I, I really want to get into. He just debuted. Uh, it's kind of hard to know what we have for now. He's been fighting some stuff. He's had some, some, some issues that have, I mean, shoulder fatigue last year after getting drafted in 2020. And so hasn't really pitched a ton. Don't really necessarily, like only has four decisions. Only has like 40 innings. We'll come to him later. We'll talk to him about him more in depth in a future episode. Just a guy that I'm not necessarily ready to talk to about yet. He is there. I'm excited about him. Uh, Want to see some more starts before I really kind of evaluate him. Uh, but 
Number number 12 prospect in the system, shortstop Noah Miller. The name's probably familiar. He's the younger brother of the Guardian shortstop Owen Miller. And the story here, so six foot 185, he's a, a, a very smooth defender that needs to kind of find his power. So, like, has all of the intangibles to stay at shortstop. Foot speed's not the best, but, like, outside of that, good instincts, a good clock, good arm strength can make all the throws from the different angles and the slots and that kind of stuff, can absolutely uh, understand what hitters are trying to do and position the correct place. So, great defender. Uh, Offensively, he's a switch hitter. Right now, it's kind of a hit over a power thing. So, 232, 360, 301 over 71 games in low A. So, you can see a situation where only two home runs, only eight doubles, two triples, but just a guy that kind of needs to grow into his power a bit. Um, you know, six foot 185, right out of high school. I think he's got an opportunity to grow into it. He can probably get into average power or so. Uh, I think the right-handed swing is better than the left-handed swing. So him improving that left-handed swing a bit, getting some refinement on that, it's going to be crucial to where he ends up going. But uh, a switch hitting shortstop that can absolutely stick at the position and hopefully with some refinement can give you 15 home runs in a season is absolutely useful, just like his brother is for the Guardians. So excited there. And then really, really interesting prospect, number 24 in the system. I don't normally go this deep on the Farm Fridays, but I want to talk about him. Mysale um, Urbina. So was as high as the number nine prospect. He signed in 2018 in the, in the IFA class. Climbed up a bit. And then he's fallen back down the boards. He needs a bounce back year this year. And the issue you have here, and this is just kind of for for context. He went to low A last year. He repeated rookie ball this year and then has just got promoted to low A. So uh, the problem here is it was something he had great contact skills. He had a plus run tool, was seen as a pretty good defender and center. and then since then, he's kind of backed up on everything, right? So he went from plus runner to average. His arm strength went from average to above average to below average. Uh, steals plenty. And I think that's just the aggressiveness and the mindset and getting good jumps. But the quality of the contact that he's gotten hasn't been great. You know, last year, he struggled with that a bit. Batted 191 in low A last year. 191, 299, 286. Uh, this year, very, very small sample size, like three games in low A, but he's batting 273, 357, 455. So if he's kind of rediscovered some of that, he's going to climb the boards again a bit. But a guy that has a lot of tools, really interesting, and and is repeating that level at age 20 now, and and hopefully whatever time he needed to get right after losing the 2020 season, he got it. Uh, And going off the rookie ball numbers, he may have, I'm not sure, but we'll see what happens in low A this year. If you switch over to high A, interesting guy that you've heard about probably for a couple years now. It's a 2020 first round pick, Aaron Sabato, first baseman, number 22 prospect in the system, a little bit lower than a lot of folks expected for a first round pick in 2020. He's in high A. He is a he spent about 22 games there last year, so he is. it's not technically a repeat of the level, but he went back there. Um, 
Numbers this year, 216, 340, 385, nine home runs in 61 games, 37 walks to 89 strikeouts. And the issue here is, so in 2019, he set the freshman home run record at UNC, at University of North Carolina. Uh, had some of the best raw power in the class. Uh, he, When he debuted in 21, because he lost 2020, when he debuted in 2021, looked overmatched early, put it together late, and the 22 games he spent in high A in 21 were really good. 253, 402, 613, eight home runs in 22 games. It's like, okay, this is great. Uh, this year, powers regressed. 385 slugging in 61 games. Batting average came down 40 points. On base came down 60 points. Slugging came down 200 plus points. Now again, 22 games is a very small sample size in 21. So I'm not saying he's 200-something points worse than he was last year. I'm saying the power has regressed significantly. And so the kind of the question is, what's going on? I mean, you, you play it first. So we're not getting a ton of defense out of this. Um, uh, pretty good at, at drawing walks. He had 92 walks last year, second in the organization to a guy we'll talk about in the second segment. Uh, but strikes out a lot still. 61 games, 89 strikeouts, something where he's got to fix that. And to play at first base, to stick at first base, uh, you have to hit and you have to hit for power. And the power has not manifested this year. So I'm hoping he goes on a second half tear. I'm hoping he, he, he pulls it up. But as of now, it's something where it's like, okay, you're below average runner. Defensively, you're limited to first base. You have to hit for power or else you're not going to move up this system. So a guy I want to watch, I know the tools are there. We just have to figure out why we're not seeing it at age 23 in high A when we saw it in college and we saw it a little bit the end of the year last year when he first got to Cedar Rapids. In just a minute, I want to talk to you about the AA Wichita wind surge and some really interesting prospects. There's a bunch of top 20 guys there. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Um, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. So Blue Nile has simple online tools, uh, which you choose to diamond shape, the size, the clarity, as well as the setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Or, if you want to celebrate a special moment, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. So they're available via phone or chat. They can help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on MLB Prospects listeners get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. So use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. The AA Wichita Wind Surge. Really interesting team here. A lot of. Uh, a lot of guys in the teens and the prospect list here. Uh, 2018 second rounder of the Mets, uh, right-hand pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson, uh, the number five prospect in the system. A guy that's already been traded twice. So was traded by the Mets in like a year after he was signed in 2019 in the Marcus Stroman deal. So went to the Blue Jays. And then from there... 
was traded to the Twins. Um, find that odd, but best changeup in the system, uh, some of the best control in the system, and a guy that can be a number four or five for you, might be in multi-inning relief. We're not really sure. And so the, and the reason for that is, so great changeup, best changeup in the system. I mean, sits around 80, gets a ton of plus marks, fades to the arm side, you know, just looks like a great pitch. Fastball goes along with, sits in the low 90s. He can touch 94, 95 with it. Not super overpowering. Does cut a little bit, which is nice. Gives it some tunneling there. But he's got a curveball one of those steep kind of downer curveballs, and then he's got a, a, a slider that he mostly only throws to righties. Uh, both of the pitches, they got decent movement, but like hitters can track them and can get stuff off of them. And so I think whether he's a starter or reliever ends up being, can he differentiate one of those two breaking pitches, the curveball or the slider? If either one of them can become a little more, can avoid bats a little better, because uh, they have solid movement. They just, for some, I don't know if it's the deception. I don't know if it's where he places them. But for some reason, they get hit. So if he can just find a way to differentiate one of those a little better, where hit hitters have a little more trouble tracking them, I think he'll probably end up sticking as a starter. Right now, 11 games in, he's 2-3, and three, 340 ERA, 19 walks to 53 strikeouts, has only allowed four home runs. So pitching well in Wichita, something we like to see. Just, again, want to see him get one of those breaking pitches to be that consistent third pitch. Uh, Going along with that, Austin Martin, shortstop, number seven prospect in the system, first rounder back in um, in 2020, also part of the Blue Jays organization, was drafted by them, but at one point in time was the number one prospect in this system. Absolute pure hitter coming out of Vandy. And the issue here is he just doesn't have any appreciable power to speak of. And, and that, that sounds harsh. Uh, but he uh, absolute pure hitter, really good at making contact, just doesn't hit. I'm sorry, d- doesn't hit for power, doesn't put balls over the fence. So last year, 37 games in Wichita. 254, 399, 381, three home runs and eight doubles. This year, 63 games in Wichita. 249, within the margin of error. 378, a little bit lower. 313 slugging, significantly lower. One home run, eight doubles, two triples. So a guy that defensively, he's a little bit of an, of an accurate with his arm. And he looks more natural in the outfield than he does at short. They played him at center. Um, again, looks more natural, more instinctive out there. The arm accuracy is mitigated a bit by being in center. Um, his his contact ability, his ability to draw walks and avoid strikeouts, like that's gonna like that's a carrying tool that's gonna get him to the big leagues, but it's hard to project him into being a a like an impact player for you in an everyday regular if he can't hit for power. Um so I think that's the big question here. Uh, it's it's eventually you're gonna need to move him to the outfield, but where that power comes in, and at age twenty-three. For the most part, what's going to happen has happened other than mechanical changes. Like, physical development's done for the most part. I'm not, it's not finished, but it's, it's not going to significantly change from now. You're not going to put on 25 pounds of muscle at age 24. You're going to have, you know, gotten there by now. So the question is just what's going to happen power-wise. 
If he can develop a little more power, I could see him being an everyday center fielder. As he is now, I see him as a fourth as a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement kind of guy. Somebody who's absolutely useful to have on the roster, but isn't necessarily one of your go-tos because of just the complete lack of power. That's why he's fallen down a bit from one to seven. Just haven't seen that power develop. Uh, right-hand pitcher, Matt Cantorino. Um, number 10 overall prospect in the system. 11 games in Wichita right now, 10 starts. 0-1, 183 ERA. 50 strikeouts to 22 walks, so the strikeout numbers look great. Uh, started off as a number seven prospect in 2020, has steadily fallen backwards. Really kind of interesting why this happens. Four above average pitches. Doesn't have any pitch that is like plus. Just four above average pitches. Fastball is 94-95. Gets some decent vertical break to it. Um, hard vertical breaking slider. A curveball with some decent depth to it. Uh, a changeup. It's gotten a lot better since he's been in since he's been in Major League Baseball, like been in professional baseball. Uh, decent arm side movement to it. And he has really good command of it. It's just none of these are really uh, like plus pitches. They're all above average. So you give me four above average pitches. Uh, you give me decent command of them. I think you can be like a number three, number four middle of the rotation guy. He's had, he only got 23 innings last year, multiple el- elbow strains. Uh, he hasn't pitched. This is the first year he's pitched more than 25 innings since he was drafted in uh, 2019. So it's like, okay, a little concerning there. Um, He's got a lot of effort in his delivery, so it makes you worry about future injuries and if that's where it's coming from. So I think that's the reason he's kind of fallen down to number 10 for being a number, like a possible, uh, you know, middle rotation guy. Why he's fallen to 10th in the system is pretty much because of the injury risk and just you haven't seen enough of him to know what's going to stick and what's not. I mean, 2019, he threw 20 innings. 2021, he threw 23 innings. I mean, anybody can have a hot streak of 23 innings. So this year, we're seeing he's a very good pitcher. We just need to see more of it. And we need the, the walks have creeped up significantly. Five walks per, 5.7 walks per nine, whereas before he was at 1.7 last year or 3, 3.15. And, 2019. So work on that a little bit, but um, just a lot of questions there for Matt Cantorino and a guy who needs to have a full healthy season just to show us what he can do. Uh, really interesting guy that I, I, I like Edward Julian. So number 15 prospect in the system. He's listed as a shortstop slash outfielder slash second baseman. Uh, he's played all over the dirt. I think his best position is probably a corner outfield, not really known for his defense. What he is known for is this dude has probably one of the best eyes in all of minor league baseball. Was drafted in the 18th round in 2019 and led all of minor league baseball last year with 110 walks. This year, 55 walks in 61 games. He's batting 282 on base of 427, slugging to 450. Seven home runs, 10 doubles, two triples. Uh, 10 of 13 on, on stolen bases. He was, there was only seven minor leaguers last year that had 15 homers, 25 doubles, and an on-base percentage of 400. And the only person younger than Edward Julian was Anthony Volpe, who we've talked about on the show plenty. So, uh, offensively, the, the raw power is there. We're just trying to get it to manifest in the games a little better. On-base went up 30 points this year. Slugging came down about 30 or 40 points this year. 
uh, batting average went up about 35 points. So we need to see more of the raw power manifested in games. Again, he hit 15 home runs in 65 games last year, but just need to see more of it. He's got seven right now in 61. Um, but offensively, absolutely a use for contact ability that good. Um, the question is like, there's a lot of corner pieces in this system. There's a lot of corner outfielders, there's a lot of first and third basemen. I think he's going to be best. Uh, speed's kind of below average. I think he's going to be best in like left field or something. It's just a question of like, when does he get a chance to do it? Um, you just need to see more of that power manifesting at the double A level before you can move him up and then need to see it repeat at triple A before you bring him to the bigs. But like I said, one of the best eyes in baseball can absolutely spot a ball from a strike. And part of me wonders how much automated balls and strikes would play into that. But either way, uh, useful skill set to have. A couple other interesting guys here. want to kind of mention them really quickly. Christian and, and Cart... And Cart... <laughs> Encarnacion Strand. That's Christian Encarnacion. I said it once. Anyway, uh, third baseman in the system, number 14 overall prospect, power hitter, free swinger, uh, defensively limited to the corner infield. He's at third now. I think he's going to end up having to move um, to first. He'll be a guy that uh, is going to be primarily a first baseman, can play third base if you need him. Just got promoted to double A. His, his, his high A stats, 296, 370, 599, 20 home runs in 74 games. Tons of power, struck out 85 times, only walked 30. So kind of that, not quite a three true outcomes guy, but um, big power guy that, that swings a lot. Everybody in this system either has an amazing eye and doesn't have a ton of power or is a super power guy who swings and misses a lot. That's the two most common profiles in the system is no power or tons of power, but strikes out a lot. It's really odd. So um, excited to see what he does at double A. Louis Varland, right-hand pitcher, uh, number 16 in the system. He was a local kid. He was uh, the minor league baseball player of the year for the system last year. I see him as a back-end starter. I think if his velocity can hold, he's shown better velocity this year. He's gotten it up to... Um, 94, 95, he was, he stood around like, like the low nineties. He's peaked at 98 or so. If they can stick up here, he's going to be a, he's going to be a number four, number five. We just got to see what that below does. Just a minute. I want to get to triple A and then to the big league club because there's some really interesting pieces here. But first today's episode is brought to you by our friends at bet online. Bet online is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can get the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, um, and BetOnline is your best sport for all sorts of gambling lines, whether it's live sports, playoffs, things like that. I actually got a really interesting email from them today, um, from BetOnline today, about the next manager to get fired. I thought that was a really interesting uh, thing to just drop on us middle of the day. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, since the manager just got fired, um, guess who's going to be next? That was fun. So go to BetOnline. Uh, whether it's your, on your phone or your tablet, they have it. It's all set up. You can get the trends. You can get the action. You can find all the fun uh, odds like that because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, AAA, the St. Paul Saints. I got I to gotta get to the guy. I've been waiting all things. Spencer Steer is almost here, folks, okay? 2019 third rounder. Uh, listed as a second baseman right now, 5'11", 185. And here's the thing about Spencer Steer. Open the season somewhere in like 
maybe the top 15. It's top five right now. And the reason for that is his power has just shot up. So, last year, um, 110 games, he hit a combined 25 home runs. 2019, he had hit four. So, the power dramatically increased. This year, 35 games at AA, 38 games in AAA. Combined, he's hit 19 home runs. So that's at 73 games. 73 games, he's hit 19 home runs, uh, 23 doubles, two triples. Uh, slugging a 591 in Wichita and 535 in St. Paul with the St. Paul Saints. I, don't, I, I need to go look at their jerseys. Do they have like the Fleur de Lis, like the New Orleans Saints have? Anyway, so he had always been seen as like a contact guy, right? Contact-oriented guy, um, only struck out like 21% of the time, so kept, kept it kind of low. But added this power despite not having like top end exit velo numbers. The exit velo is not amazing, but he just makes he just he gets barrels. He has hard, consistent contact. And then what's really good is defensively, best position second, but he can play short, he can play third. So he gives you versatility. He can play anywhere in the infield. Um, good hands, good arm strength, and like you know, enough arm for wherever he's playing third, se- you know, second, short, whatever. Um, can can get you through a game at short, at third, whatever. So versatility, the powers come up. I expect Spencer Sear to get called up sooner rather than later, as soon as they have a spot for him. I think he's a guy that has a lot to offer the big league team. Really excited to see what he does. But just know that uh, Spencer Steer is almost here, folks. Super competitive. So like personality fits what you want. Um, very aggressive on the base path. So he doesn't have blazing speed, but yet when he, go, like he's a very good base runner. Not great at stealing bases. I think he's two for five this year on stolen bases. But um, on the base path, as far as taking the extra base, going first to third on a base hit, things like that. Very aggressive on the base path. You'd love to see it. Uh, number six outfielder in the system, Mark Walner. So tons of power. 6'5", 220. Was a 2019 first rounder out of Southern Mississippi. And this dude just exists to crank bombs. Um, some of the best top-end exit velo numbers in the entire system. Probably 70 or 80 grade raw power. The issue here has always been the plate discipline's been lacking. And so another three true outcomes guy. And advanced pitchers could take advantage of him. Uh, but this year, so 60... Uh, this is ridiculous, okay? These, these numbers are ridiculous. Last year, 66 games in high A, um, 15 strikeouts. I'm sorry, 15 home runs, slugging a 508. Double A this year before he, got, he gets, just got promoted. Double A this year, batting average 299, on base 436, slugging a 597, 21 home runs in 78 games. Slugging of just about 600. Absurd. 15 doubles, 21 home runs, and a triple. 8 of 13 on stolen bases. Just, you've got, I mean, he's got the plus arm strength for right field. I don't do a lot of comps on this show. I'm not a comp guy because I don't want to give people the wrong impression. But I'll tell you, very, very much reminds me of an Adam Duvall. Like the Braves version of Adam Duvall. A dude that will strike out a lot. He struck out 107 times in 78 games this year. 
will strike out a lot, but when he gets a hold of a ball, it is gone. Can play right field, has a good arm, is a decent enough defender, but has a good arm, runs well. Uh, again, I see him as having a uh, Adam Duvall-like impact, and, and you see why he's jumped all the way from 25 to 6 this year. It's simply because the home runs have manifested, the on-base, the slugging, like despite he strikes out so much, when he's not striking out, he's getting on base. 62 walks this year. Um, he's very, again, very much a three true outcomes guy, which this system is full of either pure hitters that have no power or three true outcomes. He's a three true outcomes, but he's one of the better ones in the system. So I'm a fan of Matt Walner. I want to see Matt Walner get called up uh, late in the year to get a chance, like get his feet wet, big league level. I think he's a great player. I'm excited about him. Um, so at the MLB level, okay, sorry, back up. Right-hand pitcher Jordan Balzevic, uh, ninth prospect in the system, 6'5", 215. Um, his, his numbers don't look good. That's why I'm not focusing on what his numbers are. He's, he hasn't gotten, he's only gotten 11 games this year. Um, his, his ERA in St. Paul, literally, it's like 9.55 in 27 innings. Again, I am not here to talk about um, his numbers. I think his numbers are what moved him down from third to ninth in season on the rankings, but uh, has like probably the best curveball in the system. Some of the best control in the system, solid number three starter doesn't have an out pitch. The issue here is he needs to throw the fastball up in the zone more. He needs to get deeper with the curveball. Again, one of the better curveballs in the system just needs to get deeper with it. And then the change, if the change can get to above average, I think you've got a solid number three starter. Doesn't have an out pitch. Pitch abilities there. Just he's been he's been trying to find it. He's been trying to find that third pitch, tweak some of the stuff a little bit, and he knows he gets hit up in the zone. He's working on it, but a guy has a lot of tools, not quite there yet. So work in progress. That's why I wasn't too focused on fitting him in, but figured we'd go ahead and talk about it. The big league level, lots of guys here. Number one prospect in the system, Jose Miranda. Um, he is up fifty four games this year, two sixty. Um, 299, 463. So uh, eight home runs, eight walks, 35 strikeouts in 54 games. So not giving you, you know, okay power, not amazing power, but not a ton of on base. Another one of those guys, blazing speed. Um, I'm sorry, not, not blazing speed. Um, below average speed, stuck at the corner. Um, First base, third base, something like that. Plus arm strength. We can play third. Solid hands, but defensively he's not necessarily amazing. It's just you got to. He's got to get the raw power to show up in games. That's the thing for Jose Miranda. If he can get the raw power to show up in games, you're looking pretty good. Um, the guy that does have blazing speed. I had the, I had the wrong notes there. It does have the blazing speed. Royce Lewis, 2017 number one overall pick. Uh, he is up. He's played 12 games, 300, 317, 550 is the slash line, four doubles, two home runs. Has not stolen a base yet at the big league level, but a guy is the number one prospect for a reason. Um, tons of defensive versatility. You can play him a couple of different places on the diamond. Um, second, third, center, shortstop. I think he could be a plus defender in the outfield, but... Just question marks. He had a knee injury last year. He tore his ACL. 
Um, lots of moving parts in his swing, gets kind of pull-happy a bit. So you're seeing him work some of the stuff out at the big league level. But a guy that has, has potential uh, and is very good, again, very good athlete, um, very good fastest base runner, one of the better defensive, defensive infielders in this system. Um, and just somebody that I, I, I really want to see work out. And then some pitchers. Joe Ryan has been at the major league level all year. Josh Winder's been the back and forth guy. I think Winder's the guy that can end up as a number two or number three. 2018 seventh rounder, 6'5", 210 out of BMI. Uh, great four-pitch mix. Has a low walk rate. Can throw strikes. Last year, he missed the whole second half of the year with, uh, with uh, shoulder fatigue. Has thrown in 10 games this year, the big league level. Six starts, 45 innings. He's got a 3.77 ERA. Six home runs. Don't love that. But 29 strikeouts to 14 walks. The whip of one two four. Interesting player, just somebody we need to see a little bit more of, has a little bit more refinement to do. I wouldn't mind him spending the rest of the season down at the AAA level, figuring it out. But a guy that is has tools, has weapons, and can be a very good uh, pitcher for this system. I think he's the reason he's the number two prospect in the system right now. Um, the size, the stuff, the command, he just has to be healthy. He has to stay healthy, and he has to show at the big league level he can get guys out. Um, but pitcher with a lot of tools, the fastball sits around 98, you know, the, they love a slider. It looks like a cutter, um, has a really firm plus changeup up in the upper eighties, a 12 to six curve. I love a good 12 to six curve cause it's good against lefties and righties. He uses it against lefties a lot, but good against lefties and righties. And has always been pretty good with the walks had 1.6 per nine last year across double and triple a. So something walked a little bit more in the small sample size at the big league level, but a guy that absolutely has the tools, pitcher that I'm really improved uh, and really impressed with how he's improved, and we want to see him do a little bit more. Crazy week this week. Draft is coming up on Sunday. Don't forget, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel, turn on notifications. We're going live on Sunday night for the first round of the MLB draft. That should be around 9 p.m. Eastern. I'll have a show coming out tomorrow, a bonus pod, two straight weeks of the bonus pod on Saturday, talking about the final draft preview. So stay tuned for for that. Um, And again, going live on Sunday night for the MLB draft. But until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospect. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.